Good evening, Family Church Waterside. Hey. It's great to be with you again for another Sunday Night Local. I've got a special guest with me this evening. Hi, Zoe. So my lovely wife is uh, joining me. She's doing a bit of a combo effort. Um, it's not because it's Valentine's Day. Um, we I just... didn't want to be without him. <laughs> no, so. obviously. Well, mate, well, it is because it's Valentine's Day, <laughs> and obviously, from Wendy's point of view. Yeah. Um, no, we're just doing it because it's on this particular thing. We just wanted to both, we both have thoughts we wanted to share on that, so we thought we'd be good to do a bit of a, a combo effort. So, yeah. So, yeah, but it's great to see you all. Um, we'll just give people just a bit, uh, just a moment just to tune in and stuff. Um, don't forget, you can say hi in the chat as well uh, on the right hand side. That'd be great. Um, as always, I just encourage you, we both encourage you just to stay connected um, during this time with all the various things that are, um, that are going on. There is lots of things happening. Keep an eye on your emails, texts, um, etc., and social media. Um, Facebook in particular just to be aware of everything that is going on so you don't miss out and stay connected with as many things um, as possible so um, yeah I think that's everything intro wise so I'm just going to pray um, before we start thank you God thank you Lord thank you God Lord we thank you for another opportunity Lord just to gather around your word Lord we thank you for what the word of God does that it changes our lives it changes our thinking Lord, it changes our it changes our hearts. Lord God, it brings us in line, Lord, with your spirit. It brings our spirit in uh, sorry our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions in submission to our, to the Holy Spirit, Lord, that dwells within us. Lord God, Lord, we thank you for all that your word does. Lord, I pray you'll just teach us, you just speak into our hearts, Lord, tonight, and just do what you want to accomplish in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So. Uh, tonight we're going to continue the series on building the house and building the house of your life. If you use the analogy of um, our life being like a house and it's God's desire um, to keep on building that. We've also talked about church, of course, being the house of God and how God also builds that. Uh, but particularly again tonight, um, we're looking at how God builds our life and kind of what that looks like and, and uh, different situations, um, you know, Kind of how we live, how we live God, how we live for God, and how we live right, and all the things that He's called us to do, and the kind of the keys uh, to doing that. So we've been looking at the story of Nehemiah in particular. We've looked at different scriptures here, there, here, there, and everywhere. Um, but we've particularly been looking at the story of Nehemiah and when the Israelites came back from exile in Babylon, and there was a responsibility on um, Nehemiah that God had given him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and and the whole kind of story that plays plays out as you can read in the book of Nehemiah. Um, as he leads the Israelites in that and there's just some interesting things that happen um, during that time um, we'll be looking over that in the last uh, few weeks um, so Nehemiah's rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem they've been lying in in ruins it had been totally destroyed uh, by the Babylonians and to God had, God had called them to start rebuilding so this is what was happening here so I'm going to read some scriptures this is from Nehemiah um, chapter 4 tonight so it says this in Nehemiah 4 verses 1 to 3 when Sanballat, we'll hear about Sanballat, when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Because the city had been literally burned to the ground. Verse 3, Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, to at some Ballot's side, said, What are they building? Even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. So what I'm going to talk about tonight is about opposition 
and dealing with opposition. And if you're going to do anything good for God, um, if you're going to do anything um, kind of effective for God and live out his plans for your life um, and not preaching this negatively over you or declaring negatively prophetically over you, but the reality is you will face opposition. It's, it's inevitable that you will face opposition. And, you know, the devil will try and stop what you're doing or people may try and stop or the devil may be using people to try and stop you. And, and that's what's happening um, in this situation. There's this guy called Sam Ballot and his mate Tobiah the Ammonite and they were trying to stop everything that Nehemiah and the Israelites were trying to do. And you can see here the, the three things they were doing. They were trying to bring mockery. You know, basically a fox can even stand on your wall. It's a, what a useless rubbish wall. Are you going to build it in a day? They, you know, you're never going to ever going to get this finished. Can you bring these stones back to life? They're trying to use intimidation. They were trying to use, trying to use fear. And if you read throughout Nehemiah, you can see more and more of the tactics. Um, several chapters later, there's more opposition comes comes again. But they were using mockery and intimidation and fear. You know, and we have to be wise to the schemes of the devil because those are three things that the devil will try and do. Um, in your life he will try he will try and mock you you know if you're doing great stuff for God he'll try and mock you and say who do you think you are you're never going to be able to do that he will try and in intimidate you he'll try and, try and stop you um, in your tracks and and he'll do that by, by trying to bring in fear and trying to bring fear into the situation fear and anxiety which which often can just kind of you know just just keep us in our tracks and stop us from stepping out um, into all that God has for us fear of course is the opposite of faith you know, God wants us to operate in faith and the devil wants us to be living in fear. And that's, that's kind of that ongoing kind of, um, you know, interaction that's taking place there. So they'll be using mockery and, and intimidation and, and fear. And we just need to be wise to those, those, are, those are tactics um, that the devil uses. So we're just going to talk through that tonight about how we are, you know, overcome that. Because uh, God wants us to overcome. You know, you will face opposition, maybe some situations in your life right now where you're feeling opposed, maybe some things that you feel that the devil's stopping you from stepping into all that God has for you, or maybe it's just circumstances, um, just the circumstances of life you feel like are opposing you right now. Well, it's God's, well, the great news here is God's desire is for you to overcome and, and to live in victory and, and to, to, to keep plowing on into all that God has for you, to not to let those things hold you back. So I'm just going to hand over to Wendy now, who's just going to say a few more things about that. Hi, everybody. So yes, we were talking um, this week about um, Winston Churchill and the Second World War. Obviously, that's my kind of expertise area. And we were thinking about the story and the, the context of the Second World War in relation to Nehemiah's story. And, you know, with the Second World War at the very beginning in 1940, the same tactics that we've just seen there in that script that the enemy used against Nehemiah was used by the Nazis in the Second World War. Their tactic was to intimidate and create fear in order to try and get us to surrender in 1940, the very beginning of the year, that they came up with this strategy which was to blitz Britain, as you're probably aware. And it was very strategic targeting, it was very intimidating, it was about attacking innocent people, creating fear night after night. And the hope was, what Hitler was planning was that the, Ger the Germans, the English, would turn round to their government and demand an end to the war because their morale was so low, because they were so frightened that they'd want this war to end and they'd want, therefore, the government to initiate a surrender. And in this story we're going to have a look at with Nehemiah, it's exactly the same thing. The tactic here was to target the people, to mock and intimidate the people so they would get worn down and turn round to the leader, in this case Nehemiah, and say enough we want to stop we don't want to carry on anymore but if you think about and I'm sure many of you do know Winston Churchill the incredible leader 
that took us through the Second World War to victory. There he is. You can see him on the screen. I'll move across. <laughs> um, and during the Second World War, he made numerous powerful, incredible speeches to the people of Britain, probably some of the best in wartime history. And those speeches were all about the idea of never surrendering, that even despite that intimidation and what was going on around them, that the, the way they were going to win the Second World War, the way we were going to bring victory, was going to be to keep going and make a choice not to surrender, but to keep going. And he made speech after speech that were just so powerful, but all the time the thread was never surrender, and that was the key to victory. And Nehemiah was a very much an amazing leader in the same way. As we go through this story, you're going to see that his focus was on keeping going, on doing what God had called him to do, which is to rebuild these walls, and despite the opposition and despite what was going on around him, to keep going, trusting God despite the opposition. So we're going to have a look at four things that Nehemiah does in response to his opposition. And the first thing comes from Nehemiah 4, 4 to 5, and it says, Hear us, O God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their heads and give them over to plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. Nehemiah's first response when he was, when he was faced that with that mockery and intimidation was not to turn around and respond to the enemy. He didn't give them any time. He didn't give them any thought. He didn't have a conversation with them. He didn't retaliate. He turned to God and he started to pray. And that has to be, must be our first response when we feel the pressure, when we feel things turning against us. Not trying to figure it out, not trying to respond, because often it will come in the form of people. Um, it's often how we are intimidated, that's where we find our opposition coming from. The devil likes to use people um, sometimes, and not always, but often it is. But we have to acknowledge God in the midst of that and turn to him first. And it's really, really important, like Nehemiah was doing here, as he, as he cried out, heroes, O God, he, he was asking God to intervene. He was turning the situation over to God and asking him to move and to do something against the enemy that was at work. And it's really important that that is our first response. Whenever we feel that pressure, that our first response is not to retaliate to the person or to focus on the situation, but to turn to God and start praying and immediately invite him into the situation. The second thing that Nehemiah does is he sets everybody to work. Now the, the, the enemy and Sambala and, and his friends were trying to stop the rebuilding of this wall but he doesn't do that. He doesn't actually stop and say let's rethink, let's take a break from what we're doing and let's refocus. He just carries on. The order given by Nehemiah is to continue. It says in 4.6, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height for the people worked with all of their heart. And I love that picture that the people's response was to keep going rather than pull back and to stop what they were doing. You know, whenever we're facing opposition, we have two choices. We were talking about this this week, weren't we? Just two choices. We have literally two choices, keep going or to stop. And we've had this conversation this week about why would you stop when God has given you something he's called you to do? Why would you stop? And we came to the conclusion, there may be many other reasons, but we came to the conclusion that you would only stop if you thought God was not capable mm. of seeing it through. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the question, therefore, is, is he big enough? Is he big enough? Does he have the resource and the ability 
to complete what he's called you to do? Can you trust him to come through for you? Can you trust him to complete what he has started? And the answer to that is obviously yes. And Nehemiah knew that. He knew that God had given him a mission to, to rebuild this wall. And he determined in his heart and conveyed that to the people that we're going to keep going because it's God that's going to bring us through. Now, the key to having that confidence is, is really thinking about where you're looking. You know, if you spend time looking at Jesus, if you spend time with him, then he becomes bigger on the inside of you. Your spirit and your confidence grows. Your faith grows and you can say, like Jesus taught us, to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. That's what Jesus told us to do. Mm. But if we look at the enemy, if we look at the circumstance, if we turn away and we're focused on the problem, it's very difficult to keep moving. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more he grows on the inside of you, the more that you can see that what he's called you to do will be accomplished because you know who your God is. And that's the confidence that Nehemiah had. He knew who his God is, so he just determined in his heart that we are going to build. And what's amazing is the people, the church, if you like, did the same thing. They worked and they gave their entire heart over to what God has said, despite the opposition. In Psalm 127 verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. The reality is we're not doing it on our own, and we're not called to do it on our own. And if we are doing it on our own, we're doing it out of the flesh. Mm. We have to be co-labourers with God. That God is building whatever he's called you to do, whether it's building the church or building mm. something yourself, ministry, your family, whatever you are called to do, God is doing it with you. So don't stop. Don't let fear interfere with what you're going to do. Don't let other people's opinion, don't let other circumstances affect what you've been called to do because God is the one who's promised to finish it and he will do it because he is faithful and he is more than able to see us through. Amen. Amen. Swapping places. <laughs> okay. Great. Yes, thank you. So we looked at, so looked at two things. Firstly, uh, what Nehemiah did is he got his priorities right. He, he prayed. That's always a great place to start. Amen. He prayed. And also he, he very much, as Wendy said, he had a heart to work. You might remember a few weeks ago, Josh Smith did a great message along these lines about having a mind to work. So I encourage you to listen to that one uh, again or listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. Because that was the whole thing was about having a mind or a heart, heart yeah. to work. It was great. So uh, there are kind of two other things I wanted to look at as well. We need to be vigilant to the schemes of the enemy. So I talked at the beginning about about um, what Sam Ballot and was doing there and to his mate Tobias and they're trying to bring mockery and they're trying to bring intimidation and fear and as Wendy used that an analogy with Churchill what kind of happened in the natural and and the the Nazis um, plan was to try and break the morale of, of the British yeah. people and and to to ask the government to surrender and kind of what it's a similar thing that's happening here by 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 these guys who were opposing Nehemiah and the Israelites they were trying to break their morale yeah they were trying to destroy their morale you know their, their, their faith was in God and Nehemiah was leading was was a great leader and was leading them well but what they're trying to do is to, is to break their morale to make them think there's no way this can be accomplished there's no way this can happen we might as well just give up we might as well just surrender this is never going to happen and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to change their their thought processes mm. through that mockery through that intimidation mm. and through that fear you know and that's what the devil devil does you know so we need to be vigilant to to how he works and what he does and so there's a couple of scriptures in Nehemiah so it's in Nehemiah 4 verse 9. It says, But we prayed to our God and I posted a guard day and night 
to meet this target, and I'll talk about that in a second. And then verse 16 to 18 says, says from that day on, half of my men did the work, don't take it away, oh, <laughs> I need that one. From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armour. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah, verse 17, who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. So the things I wanted to draw out of this is about that they were prepared to fight. In, in this natural fight that's taken place, um, they were prepared to fight. So they got a guard to stand and, and to guard the place day and night to try and stop any attacks of the, of the enemy. And also the people, as they were working, they also they had materials in one hand. That's quite tricky to do, isn't it? <laughs> they had materials in one, like a bag of cement in one hand and a, and a sword in the other. That's, that's not easy, right? No. But it says they carried materials in one hand and a weapon in the other. So they were kind of doing with this natural battle, but of course it had a supernatural um, you know, or spiritual um, yeah. undercurrent to it all. And that's true with all the battles that we face. And we have to remember that, remind ourselves of that. If we're facing battles, or maybe some facing some battles in your life right now that are trying to hold you back or, or stop you stepping out into the ministry that God has for you, or you know, you're feeling intimidation or fear about you know, reaching the lost or talking to people in your world and um, you know, being a soul winner for God and, and, those, and those things. And um, you know, we have to remember that our battle is always a spiritual battle. Yeah. It may manifest in the natural, absolutely, that's true. But the Bible says, no, what is unseen is more real than what, what is seen. You know, what, we, what we see is, is real. It does exist. But yeah, what's unseen is far more, far more real. And, and Ephesians 6 you know, makes it clear that our battle is not against flesh and blood. What meaning it's not against, it's not actually against humans. It's not even against natural circumstances. Our battle is actually against principalities and powers. Yeah. And we haven't got time to look at all of Ephesians 6 tonight. But that's all about putting on the armour of God. And, you know, encourage you, don't, just don't take the armour of God off. <laughs> you don't have to keep putting it on then. <laughs> just yeah. leave it on. Yeah. Um, but put on, put on the armour of God and, and, and wear the armour, protect yourself, you know. And, and as you're building and, and as you're building your life and stepping out into all that God has for you, do that. Be building with one hand, but have a sword with the other. Because it's all about protecting yourself. Um, you know, if you need to be like a guard day and night to you know to to kind of post a guard mm -hmm. you know they do that be yeah. be aware of what the devil's doing that's that was the purpose of the guard mm -hmm. to be aware of what the enemy was trying to do what the enemy was saying you know what they were planning and what they were conniving you know kind of behind the scenes mm -hmm. um amen so you know one of the things from the arm of god is is a shield of faith it says that as you use the shield of faith then you will you will extinguish that all the fiery darts of the enemy, as the enemy tries to just to, to, to aim arrows at you, then as you, as you have that shield, as you hold up that shield, then, then no, no darts, no arrows will be able to harm you or get to you. So you know, faith is so, so powerful, isn't it? And, and stepping, stepping out in faith and, and just, just trusting God mm. um, in every situation. And when we feel opposed, you know, fear can be the natural response, but we need to operate uh, or sorry, respond in a spiritual way because we're spiritual people. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. We're temples of the Holy Spirit. It's tempting to, to, to respond in a natural way, but, but God's calling on us is to respond in a spiritual way. Just thinking about, about Jesus when he, was, when he was in the wilderness and tempted by the devil. And, you know, the devil was trying to intimidate him and get him to do things that weren't, weren't right, wasn't it? But Jesus was always responded in faith. Mm. And three times he had to deal with the devil and use scripture to do that. I'd encourage you to see yourself as a warrior. 
That's, that's the way that God sees you. God sees you as a soldier. And one of Paul's letters, I can't recall which one it was, but one of Paul's letters says that, says that uh, God is our commanding officer. You know, we, we are soldiers. We are soldiers yeah. for him. But it's not a natural battle. It's a spiritual battle. Mm. And it's a spiritual battle that we can win amen, with God's, with God's help. So let's be wary. Um, sorry, not wet, not wary. We don't need to worry about <laughs> the enemy's schemes, but be vigilant to them. Just, just be, saying, oh, just just be aware. I reminded about the scripture that says about guarding your heart and mind. Mm. Yeah. Because that's where the devil comes in, isn't it? You, Absolutely. If, you, if yeah. you're sensing that your heart and mind is troubled, then you know that the enemy is is attacking that yeah. area, and that's yeah. why you and that's why you know, that's these guys were put on guard, weren't they? Yeah. But the Bible says us to guard our hearts and minds. Mm. You have to make that a conscious effort yeah. to be really, really clear on, mm. and, and kind of tracking where your heart and your mind are, because it's quite telling to see, to see in kind of what the enemy is doing. Mm. And possibly whether you are allowing mm. those thoughts and that fear to enter in. And if you make it a daily choice to be aware of your heart and mind and keep giving it to Jesus and asking him to, mm. to fill it and asking him to bring courage and, and, and bringing worry to him and the things that are going on in your mind, constantly laying mm. that down to mm. him and asking the Holy mm. Spirit to fill you. Because that's part of being on guard, mm. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise we yes. just kind of flounder a bit. Yeah. But we actually need to be conscious of what's in our heart and mind. Yeah. That's the area, particularly our mind, where the yeah. enemy attacks. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like being on guard and just being ready. Absolutely. And then just being conscious of where we need to keep yeah. surrendering things over yeah. to God and giving them back. Absolutely. So we never need to worry about the enemy schemes. Remember, no. remember Jesus already won the victory through the cross. Mm. We don't need to worry about the devil. But we just need, we do need to be aware and vigilant yeah. of how he works. And like, like, um, like Wendy said... You know, just guard our hearts and minds. You know, the Bible says about that supernatural peace, isn't mm. it? That guards our hearts and minds yeah. in Christ Jesus. Amen. That peace that will allow us to sleep well at night and to deal with anxiety and, and intimidation and fear. But let's just be aware of what the devil tries to do. We're not, we don't want to keep focusing on the devil tonight because we want to talk more about Jesus and about what God does. But we do need to be aware of what the devil does. And those are tactics that will try and break your morale. Yeah. And let's stand up with the sword of the Spirit and you know, all the other things that are listed in Ephesians 6. I would encourage you to to read that and just to meditate on that as well so that was number three be vigilant to the the enemy schemes number one was pray number two have a heart to work is what nehemiah did um he was vigilant to the enemy schemes and and fourthly this is kind of coming full circle with with what we talked about with prayer but he remained focused on the lord remained focused on yeah. god now when there's when there's opposition in your life and all kind of circumstances kind of conspiring against you in your life it's so easy and it's certainly natural isn't it just to focus on those situations it's like when, when Peter stepped out of the boat, wasn't it? And started, and Jesus wanted him to supernaturally walk on the water, just like he was doing, and invited Peter to come. And he was doing fine when he kept his eyes on Jesus. But as soon as he started to look at the waves and, and the storm that was going on around, then kind of it all went wrong and yeah. <laughs> he started to sink and Jesus had to rescue him. Yeah, we need to stay focused on God. This, uh, this is exactly what Nehemiah did again. So this is chapter 4 again, verses 14 and 15. Nehemiah said this, After I looked things over, I stood up and I said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our work. And then in verse 20, it says, Nehemiah says, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will Amen. fight for us. Amen. 
So it's, it's declarations of faith that Nehemiah's got here and he's keeping his focus on God, refusing to be, you know, kind of pulled to the left or to the right just to get distracted by, um, uh, you know, or to lose morale as well with all the kind of the, the schemes of the enemy. But just to keep focusing on God and makes this great declaration that God is great and he is awesome. You know, sometimes we have to remind ourselves of who God is. Yeah. Don't we? And that, that's, where, that's where the Bible is so key, isn't it? Getting down deep into the Word of God is, is so key. Yes, it teaches us to live right, absolutely as well. It's a, it's a handbook for life. But also, very much, it reminds us who God is. Not that we literally have forgotten, but, it, but it, what I mean is it encourages us, doesn't it? It encourages our faith. You start to read the Psalms and all the things that David overcome and, and, and different people overcome and the great Old Testament stories of David and Goliath and then also Jesus and how he always lived victoriously. And it builds up your faith, doesn't it? It encourages, it encourages your faith. So let's remind ourselves, getting down deep into the word of God, remind ourselves of who God is and what he can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he is the Lord. He is great and awesome. That he is fighting for you. He's fighting for your families. He's fighting for your sons and your daughters, your wives and your home. So we, we are called to fight. Yes, that's true. And it's a, it's a spiritual battle as we've just looked at. But ultimately, God is fighting for us. And that's yeah. why we're going to have the victory. <laughs> that's how we're going to win. Amen. Because God is behind us. Amen. And it said when it says here, when the enemies heard that uh, we were aware of their plot, God had frustrated their plot. We were just turned to the wall. You know, they just had total peace in their hearts because they got their focus right. They stopped focusing on what was going on and the opposition itself, but they focused on God. Then they could continue rebuilding the wall and just kind of just have peace in their hearts. Like, right, let's, let's, let's just keep on going. You know, I love uh, Joshua, Joshua uh, chapter one. And we looked at that um, a little bit last week um, about just before they went into the promised land and Joshua led the Israelites in and, and God's saying to Joshua, be strong and courageous for I'm going to give you this land. God wants you to be strong and he wants you to be courageous. That is his intention for your life. But that comes down again to being focused on the Lord. Now Joshua then makes that great statement, doesn't he? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Again, he was getting his focus um, upon, upon God. Yeah. Now, do we truly believe that God is fighting for us? You know, we, we, it's, a, it's a great statement, but do we truly believe that deep down that God is fighting for us? Well, I do believe believe that, and I encourage you to just to kind of step into that and live out of that place, knowing knowing that God is for you. And if God is for us, who could be yeah. against us? As Scripture says, Amen. So there's four different things we've looked at, and Nehemiah was a great example to us. He operated in prayer. That's how he reacted to the opposition. He I operated in prayer. Um, he had a heart to work. He led the people well. He was vigilant to the schemes of the enemy and just aware of what was going on to kind of kept his spiritual eyes open. And he was very much focused on the Lord. That it was God that was going to give him the victory. It wasn't, it wasn't anything they did. They, need to act, they needed to act right and trust God, absolutely. But it was God that was going to bring the victory. You know, and as we kind of start coming towards a close, um, I just want to say just about a little bit about just the way opposition works. You know, even um, when they were you know, getting back to rebuilding the walls, as we just read um, you know, in those verses there, just a few chapters later, um, there's a whole more load of opposition that comes again. Yeah. You know, sometimes we can think that we're done, done, and not speaking negatively <laughs> of your situation anyway, but the reality is sometimes we can think we're done with the opposition, and there's a whole load more opposition that comes, and sometimes it can be just an ongoing, ongoing cycle. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is to deal with it right at every stage. Opposition may not disappear straight away. But, what, but Nehemiah dealt with that so well on each and every occasion. He, he had such a great attitude. He just stayed single-minded. He just kept on going. As, as Wendy said earlier, he was just never, ever, ever going to surrender. That just wasn't even an option. It just wasn't right. even in his, in his thinking. You know, that's exactly what Jesus was like, right? He was just so single-minded. 
He did not get to, he did not get distracted. He knew what his purpose was. He knew what his purpose was to teach us how to live and to do three years of ministry, and then ultimately is to die on a cross and then to beat death and and hell itself and, and rise from the dead three days later. He knew what his, his mission was, and no no person, even his own disciples, were going to distract him from that. He he refused to get sidetracked. He refused for any opposition, you know, to stop him um, in that. Amen. He was just so single-minded. Now, Isaiah 50 verse 7 says this, Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. Amen. So I'd, I'd encourage you to set your faces like flint. What that means is just, just, just stay focused. Stay straight ahead. Uh, keep Stay focused on the mission and plan that God has for your life. Don't let opposition, whether it's circumstances, the people, whether it's devil working behind the scenes and trying to intimidate you or to break your morale through intimidation and fear. But set your face like flint. Stay single-minded. Keep keep trusting God because he's got great plans ahead for you. And, you know, my, my view and my observation as a pastor, I've seen, I'm not in any way judging anybody, but I've just observed this, is, is that too many Christians give up far too easily. You know, if they just kept on going and just kept on stepping into all that God had for them, they would see the victory, but they give up too easily. It's too, you know, they find life too hard and they just find the opposition too difficult. But when we respond in faith that, and, and just totally trust God and know it's ultimately it's him that's going to bring the victory. Anyway. There is no situation or circumstance, you know, that can drown us or, or stop us, you know, walking into all that God has for us, all that he wants to build um, into our lives and do with our lives. Amen. 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 So I'm just going to turn to Wendy now. It's going to shift size here. <laughs> Okay, let's just kind of conclude it. So let's just go back to another one of Churchill's part of one of his speeches that he made during the Second World War. And I love this, and I think this is such a good mantra for us to have in life. He said, you ask, what is our aim in the Second World War? And I can answer in one word, it is victory. And I just really felt God say to me that that is the echo of heaven. That victory is the echo, is the aim of heaven. It's why Jesus came, when Jesus was on the earth and he went to the cross, it wasn't a defeat, it was a victory of the devil. And he lived a life of victory. Many of the disciples lived a life of victory. And God wants us to walk in victory as his children. It's an echo of heaven, is that we are victorious over the enemy and that we accomplish what God has called us to do. And those words by Churchill resonated through the people he made many speeches where he used these short powerful phrases like that and it worked people kept going kept fighting and we won as you know and it's really important that we have that mindset that god you are a victorious god and i'm going to walk in the victory that you've given me and it's all about having the mind of christ you know god doesn't have fear or failure as a thought process it's not in his repertoire it's not who he is um, he intends us to win. And the Bible says that we have the same authority that was in Jesus. And we are able to trample on serpents. We're able to do what he said, what he did, and even greater things than that. So God's intention, the echo of heaven, is victory. And we need to hold on tight. We need to keep moving forward, keep praying, keep focused, because that's how we, we win. That's how victories come. So let me just finish with this final thought. So do you know why our constancy and fearlessness signify to Satan that he will fail? Because he knows that the only way he can overcome a believer is through deception and intimidation. How can he threaten someone who's not afraid of him? How can he deceive someone who recognises his lies and refuses to believe them? 
What good does it do for him to try and stir up fear and anger and depression in someone who won't be moved by their emotion, but chooses to stand firmly on the word of God? When the devil sees his tactics are not working, he realises he is failing and is utterly defeated. God will always fight for us, as he did Nehemiah, and bring us into victory. So we just want to encourage you guys, just keep going, keep trusting God. Know he's on your side, he's already won. And his intention for you is a victory. That's the anthem, that's the echo of heaven that is over your life. But you have to stick in with him and you have to do it his way. Amen. So we're going to pray mm-hmm. for these Amen. awesome guys yes. that we Amen. love so much. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank yes, you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We can completely trust you, mm-hmm. Lord God. We can trust you in every situation. Lord, even when we sure, feel, Lord, true. totally opposed. Lord, whether it be yes. circumstances, people, or the devil using people or circumstances, mm-hmm. or just life itself, or whatever the, the, you know, the particular situation might be, Lord God, we know, Lord, that in you we can overcome anything, mm-hmm. Lord God. Lord, and I pray, Lord, we'll be a people sure, who are just resolute. Lord, we were people who set our faces like flint, Lord God, that the mission and plan that you have for our lives, Lord God, we will just continue to live that out. Lord, we will not be distracted to the right or or to the left. Lord, we will just stay completely focused on you. Lord, we thank you for that example we have from Nehemiah. Lord, I pray that we people of prayer, Lord God. Lord, the first thing we do is pray. Lord, we don't panic. Lord, we don't freak out. We don't allow intimidation and fear to enter our hearts, Lord, but we pray, Lord God, when, when opposition comes. Lord, we pray, Lord, and we, we commit it, Lord, we commit it to you. Lord, that, Lord, I pray we people, Lord, that have a mind to work, a heart to work. Lord, just Thank keep you, on Jesus. going. Yes, just keep Lord. on going in all you've called us to do, Lord God. Lord, we'll just work out those plans. Lord, we know, Lord, we are your workmanship, Lord, as Ephesians 2, 9 and 10 says, Lord, we are workmanship, Lord, created to do good works for you. Lord, help us in those good works. Lord, it help us not to ever kind of lay down tools because of because there's opposition coming. Yes. We're just to continue to have a heart and a mind to work. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we'll just be, Lord, just aware of the devil's schemes, Lord God. That we'll not ever allow fear to enter our heart, but be aware of what's going on. That he will try and bring intimidation. And, Lord, help us to be always aware, Lord, that it's a, it's a supernatural, it's a spiritual battle, Lord, that's going on. Lord, what is unseen is far more real than what is seen, Lord God. It's a spiritual battle win, but I thank you, Lord, that we can, Lord, put on your armour. Lord, yes. so we can defeat, yes. Lord, every and every Lord, scheme of the enemy. Lord, that we can Lord, use the shield of faith and we can use the sword of the spirit. And with that shield of the faith, Lord God, that we can extinguish, it, Lord, every arrow, Lord, the devil will try and fire at us. Lord God, in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to be people of faith. Lord, people that believe you for the impossible. Lord, you're able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Lord, I pray, Lord, we will just believe that, Lord, and live that out, Lord, in our, in our lives, Lord God. But Lord, just help us to be aware. Lord, yes, there's situations going on in people's lives now. Lord, and, and if the devil's behind it all, Lord, just open people's spiritual eyes. Lord, we just want to be aware of what the devil's doing, not to be scared of it, just to take authority over that in Jesus' yes, name. And yes. just can live in the victory, Lord, that you have for us, Lord God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, help us to set our faces like flint, not to get distracted, Lord, but just to focus on you. Lord, just like it's near my minute, that great 
great declaration of faith, Lord, that you are fighting for us. Lord, we have a place to fight and we have a place to build, but ultimately it's you who are building. You will build your church, Lord. You will build our lives, Lord, and it's you who fight for us. You're fighting for our marriages and you're fighting, Lord, for our sons and our daughters. You're fighting for our families, Lord, as, as Nehemiah said, Lord, we thank you for the truth of that. Help us to keep our focus completely on you. It's you who will bring the victory. We cannot bring victory, Lord, by ourselves and we shouldn't even try and do that, Lord, but it's you who will bring the victory. Lord, and every, Lord, scheme of the enemy, Lord, has can nothing, Lord, compared to what you can do. Lord, in fact, you've yeah, already yeah. destroyed and, and defeated, Lord, the enemy. Lord, you did thank that on the cross, Lord, and we thank you for the truth of that, Lord Jesus. Thank yeah, you, Lord. Lord, we want to be, Lord, to be a bunch of people, Lord, to just live victorious for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank You're you, so, Jesus. so good. Lord, use us all for your purposes and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I've just been... I just reminded there that God was just showing me the picture of the wall being built and it was really slow in stages and there was lots of gaps in it so it was quite vulnerable but over time as they just keep moving more and more bricks were added until mm. they learnt to turn around mm. it was about three months wasn't it they mm -hmm. built it and the wall was complete and that might reflect something you feel in your life where you feel it's a slow plod but God's just saying, just keep going. It's a step at a time. It's one another brick. It's another brick. You're praying for your loved one that, to be saved. You're praying for a breakthrough in a situation. And it's another brick every time you pray. It's another, every time you make a decision to stay with God and to trust him, you're adding another brick and you turn around and then you see the wall that God has completed. Mm, yeah, Amen. Yeah. So don't yeah. be discouraged yeah. by the time it takes. Don't be discouraged about the pace. Mm. Every single step of faith you make and every declaration and every time you pray, God is adding another brick until the ward is complete. Amen. Just keep going. Amen. 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 So it's trust nice to be with you guys. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great for us to be able to do a combo tonight. And I trust that's really encouraged your heart. Let's just keep going for it. Keep trusting God the victory, overcoming any opposition that might come our way. Amen. Have a great week. We continue to pray for, pray for you all. Yeah,